What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Affiliate Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Frank Chen, and I have a another great topic to cover with you today. And if you put it into action, we're going to help you map out the next 30 days of your promotion calendar, working with affiliates, internal offers, as well as where to put and place content. Now, this is all about maintaining the health of your email list. I know many of us out there have spent thousands and thousands of dollars growing an email list. The last thing we want to do is bastardize it, put a whole bunch of stuff in front of them and have everybody leave, right? So we're going to be talking about keeping the health of your list while optimizing every 30 days for the next 12 months or until the end of the calendar year. Now, this is a common question as well as a roadblock that I see with one of my clients, especially in the very beginning phases when they're spending money on ads, growing their list from a few hundred to their first thousand or two thousand. There are a lot of reservations. They're like, I don't feel that comfortable selling you know other people's products to my people yet. And there is a very specific timing for this. Just because you have a list doesn't mean you should be putting other offers in front of them. Now, what we're going to be talking about today is kind of later, a little bit later down the road, and it's a lot sooner than you think. You know, it's all about controlling the messaging and the narrative and maintaining your uh, authority with your own list without confusing them too much with too many outside offers. And again, there's a balance to all of this. Now, for all of my people out there who are like, well, Frank, I don't really want to put other offers in front of them because it's going to confuse them and I don't want to do that or it's going to be pulling money out of my list. I'm going to cover those in detail as well to help you kind of overcome that mental block. Uh, There are ways, again, around uh, ways to navigate around this to ensure that you're not pissing off the people in your list, getting a whole bunch of support tickets coming in saying, well, Frank, I came in here for you. Why are you selling this other person's stuff? Again, it's all about how you control the message. And I tell you, as long as you're being transparent on the front end, most of your students, members, followers won't get uh, turned off by that. And the ones that do, I think there's going to be a point where you're just going to have to be okay with that. We're, we're kind of in an industry where we're not going to be able to please everybody, right? There's a lot of opinions out there. People will spend thousands of dollars on other people's courses without any results. And it's really left a bad taste in their mouth. And if they happen to be on your list, you're kind of fighting an uphill battle with them. And it's always better just to serve those who understand what you're giving them. And of course, for those who don't, you got to be okay with, you know, they're going to be the unsubscribes that you're going to typically see with your email list. So all good stuff. I'm ready to jump in when you guys are. So let's talk about real quick, again, mapping out your next 30 days. Um, some affiliates that I work with will promote every week to their list, right? Some once per month and some whenever they feel like it without any real planning, meaning, hey, we have an open week this week or next week. What do we got? What can we throw in this week, right? Here's the actual structure that I would recommend to not only maintain the health of your list, but also allow you to plan ahead and help your team maintain consistency month to month. One of the things I always preach to my clients is our goal within the first 30 days is to build some sort of consistency that we can replicate the next 30 days, right? So that way we have a constant that we can kind of, as our new baseline, to 
reference back to our next 30 days. If there's just all these variables, inconsistencies, it's really going to be difficult for us to replicate these results the following month. Especially if there's a really, really good month. Maybe we sold, you know, we did three, four different offers that month. Well, you can't really keep that pace month to month. Uh, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, right? So let's really break it down to the basics, which is there are four weeks in a month, right? And my question to you, and we're going to pause after this, is how are you optimizing each week? Okay. Now, every week, you are actually given a unique opportunity to create value or interest with your following, You can grow your social channels by directing this traffic to your Instagram or your Facebook or your YouTube channel. You can build, continue to build up your authority by really focusing in on strategies and tips, right? That can be done through content or you're trying to sell them something. Again, four weeks, here are four options you're given. You can Choose how you want to map this out. Now, typically, here's the cadence that I like to follow and will always suggest to my clients to kind of just work from, okay? Now, one of these four weeks, we're going to do a cross-promotion with an affiliate, okay? Now, if you're not ready for that yet, you can substitute it in with one of these other uh, suggestions, okay? Now, one of the weeks we're doing a cross-promote, and this is going to allow you to get outside traffic to your offers, okay? Now, this is why I always tell my clients to always focus a lot on your follow-up campaigns because you want to squeeze as much juice as you can since you're only doing one of these a month. If all they're doing is sending them to a video sales letter or a non-opt-in style offer, you better you better make sure that's converting well because it's a one-time opportunity. Now, if it's a webinar, then there's a lot of effort that needs to be put into the follow-up, meaning they opt in as a registration, now they're tagged. How are you squeezing every single registration into a follow-up campaign, into a replay campaign? Again, I'm not telling you to do this for 45 or 60 days. Usually, this is about a 7 to 14-day period. Again, again, optimizing each opportunity the best you can, all right? The next week, okay, one of the second weeks, you can do content. Now, most of us have websites. You know, if you're focusing on articles or ways to kind of make your site SEO rich, really doing backlinks and all these things, then most of us are going to have articles or some type of resource on our website to continue to send to our community. Now, that can also be in the shape of podcasts, right? If I'm recording twice a week, you should you should have enough content to be to integrate this once a month or one week out of every month content. And then of course, socials. We are in the age of social content. We're creating micro content, stories, podcasts, YouTube episodes. All of these things could be repurposed, giving you extra ammo to fill in your content week. This is a non-negotiable in my opinion, okay? Now, you can also go live in Facebook if you don't really have all these other channels built out yet. Funnel your people into a public Facebook group. Or if you have a private Facebook group, just make an announcement that you're going to start going live the same day and time every week. Just do this once a week just to kind of get the feel of it to see if you can actually maintain uh, this cadence. Otherwise, you know, 
I was just talking to a client today. If you're not able to go all in on this decision, then don't even begin, right? The last thing you want to do is do 10 episodes and be like, oh, this is too much work and quit because then you're really building up all this momentum for it to fall off a cliff. So whatever decision you make in terms of pouring back into your community, make sure you're ready to commit to a long-term goal, all right? And then another opportunity here is just posting case studies. If, you're, if you have a product that's creating a lot of wins, uh, success stories, that's a great content week too. Highlighting your students, creating a community of like uh, congratulating each other, celebrating each other's wins. That really builds another type of engagement and, and really segues into com- community. All right. So that's what I would do in one of the four weeks. Another one of the weeks, now we're on the third week, is your internal offers, right? Now you can recycle one of your main offers if you are constantly growing your list. One of the old rule of thumbs I had is we only promote other people's offers once every six months. And the reason why we did it at that uh, cadence is we were losing people and gaining people um, at a six-month rate. Meaning by six months, the type of people or the people on our list seeing the offer again were mostly different. But if you have a smaller list, you're not really spending money on growing your list, then you're going to have relatively the same people clicking on your emails, opening your emails. Um, if you're using the same type of copy, the same type of landing pages, then for instance, if I click on this offer today, then two or three months from now, you resend it a, the same offer, I'm going to know because I clicked on it the first time, right? So this really only applies, again, recycling your main offer if you're constantly, you know, growing your list. Otherwise, you can you know, bundle up old recordings or anytime you do a new special promotion to put it into your cycler, right? Which is I bring it, if you do, you know, repackage one of your offers or repackage one of your old bus tours or repackage one of your workshops or virtual events or whatever, you can always re, uh, repurpose that to your list at a discount. Like, hey, this is an 85% discount. Hey, you get a $200 off discount coupon code for the next 24 hours. And then once you build up enough of these special offers, you can rinse and repeat them every month. Like if you come up with a three to six offers and just rinse and repeat every month or every three to six months. Hopefully that made sense. If not, feel free to reach out to me and I can kind of give you more details on how to set that up. Okay. Uh, next thing is you can even do, you know, host one to two day, you know, virtual workshop saying, okay, Frank, all I have is a webinar or a VSL or both, or all I have is a webinar and a coaching program, but I don't really have anything else to offer my people. So this is where like the one to two day virtual workshops where you're like, hey, I'm gonna show you how to use my software, or hey, I'm gonna walk you through these two or three strategies that are working in my business today that you can rip off and pull into your business since you're one of my students, right? Then I record these episodes, that's one product that I sell people into that I can repurpose these recordings as a special promotion the following month. Hey, I hosted this event with 50 people last month. Uh, we really helped a lot of our students get into their next deals, whatever, whatever. And now you get the recordings at 97 bucks or 147. It's a really cool way of doing one-time effort and repurposing it for a follow-up promotion. Okay. Now, again, that's one of the weeks is an internal offer. And then the last week of every month or just one of the last weeks of every month is you can rinse and repeat one of these three offers, which is run another cross promotion if your uh, growth is can sustain that. 
Or you can do content week again with maybe an integration of a call to action. So you integrate content into a call to action. So it's a hybrid. Or you can just run another internal offer if you have enough of a product catalog to do so. Now again, the whole idea here is just to get yourself into the mindset of, okay, how do I map this my next month in advance? All right, this week, let's do content because we're not really ready. Next week, let's run our internal offer with a spin on it. And third week, let's run a cross promotion with an affiliate. And then the last week, we're going to finish it out with some content. Okay. Now, Frank, how do I know what order to put all of this in? So I follow my three rules of like, here's my rule of thumb and there's three of them. Okay. Be sure you're paying close attention. Write these down. However you want to remember this. I never do back-to-back affiliate offers, okay? This is the main reason why is that this cannibalizes the week before or the week after sales. So if I run an offer for this affiliate and then the following week I run it for another affiliate, if either of them had a better offer, then it's going to, people are going to refund. It's like, hey, I bought this last week. I want to refund this and buy this person's product. That happens quite often when you go back-to-back, Okay, so that's not my first rule of thumb. My next one is I never promote internal offers after an affiliate offer, right? Meaning if I have a smaller list, I just ran an affiliate offer, I pulled out money from my list, the next week I'm running my internal offer, well, I just pulled out money from my list. I haven't even given them time to put it into action, to make money, to reinvest in other education or my products. So you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage, Now, the flip side of that is, well, what if I run an internal promotion before an affiliate? Well, it's good for you because you're pulling out money from your list first before you introduce an affiliate offer. But do keep in mind that you are pulling out money first. And the flip side of that is as well as what if the affiliate offer happens to be better or more appealing than your offer? Then you run the risk of people refunding your offer to buy the affiliate's product. Okay, and that's why I have my third rule of thumb, which is I always use content weeks as a buffer before my offers, right? So if I do an internal, then I'll do a content and then I'll do an affiliate. Or if I have an affiliate, I'll do an affiliate the first week, then I'll do content followed by maybe a hybrid week, followed by an external promotion, right? So I'm very, if I could create more spacing between my offers, the better it is for my list. But again, I use content weeks, not just to create value and pour back into my list. It's really the most important part of that, but it's to have a buffer between offers, okay? Now understand that the goal here is to monetize your list every other week at a at the most, right? Some people only want to do one a week. Um, sometimes everyone do every week. I've noticed what works best is every other week and then fill in content and then a hybrid content week. Okay. The goal, cause you always want to remember to give your list a break. Okay. A chance to breathe, digest what you just put in front of them and give them the opportunity to put it into action. Okay. After every major promotion, and always to pour back into them after you make a withdrawal, okay? So think about it. This will be massively beneficial to your list, the way you organize your calendar, is every time you do a promotion, you're taking a withdrawal out of your list. 
What are you doing to make deposits? If you're constantly making withdrawals, you're eventually going to dry up this well. People are going to unsubscribe. You're going to lose that credibility. And this is what we've seen time and time and time again with people who don't really respect the process and the health of their list, right? These are the people who start doing promotions like crazy at the gate and they're like, well, and they create an excuse where like, well, I put a lot of these offers and my list got pissed and all these other things. It's probably because you weren't paying attention to the cadence and how you were putting offers in front of them, okay? Now, again, what I see happening with most affiliate managers or brokers or however, they don't give a crap about the health of your list. They're here to make money. They're here to pack your calendar with as many affiliates as they can because that's how they make money, right? So they're stacking your calendar with back-to-back-to-back promotions, which destroys your list, okay? I've had affiliates who had great offers. They they had a meteoric rise in terms of everybody wanted to promote them. There wasn't really reciprocity they needed to do because they had a really super badass converting offer. And they built up all a huge list of buyers. And then the moment they got a broker or a manager to manage this list, it went to shit within like a year, within eight months to a year, which is crazy. I've worked with an affiliate who've maintained the health of their list for the last decade. And imagine building up your list in a very unique way only to burn it out within that same year. That could all be avoided, okay? And most people won't tell you this unless you take that effort or bring on somebody who cares about your list as much as you do. Okay, I understand if I can maintain the health of my client's list, there is so much more money to be made and relationships created and trust built with the list that it's a long-term play, which is a lot more exciting to focus on than how do I squeeze as much money as I can out of this list in the next 12 months so I can make a crap ton of money. That very rarely ends in regret. So my goal here is to help you not end in regret, but really help you feel good month in and month out. Um, with your promotions, okay? So the key here is that by putting too many different offers in front of them every week, it's only going to dilute your internal promotions as well as your authority and the message you're trying to convey with your members, right? Because control, because protecting your list and controlling the message is the most important thing you need to consider, right? It's like your reputation. It takes forever to gain the trust of someone and it only takes one mistake to lose it, right? Well, but Frank, I don't like putting other affiliate offers in front of my audience. Here's my simple answer for those who are thinking like this. If your idea of working with affiliates is to take, take, take and give only when you feel like it, then affiliates probably are not the route you want to take. I would highly recommend that you focus all of your efforts on converting your cold traffic and then putting them through your Ascension model. Don't even worry about affiliates. Don't even talk about affiliates. Don't even let that word grace your tongue and leave your mouth if that's how you feel when it comes to working with affiliates. Cross promotions has become more and more of a necessity, but you have the ultimate control of how those relationships work. Okay. Just remember, if you are spending money building a list, I mean, I'm sorry, if you're spending the money to uh, buy traffic, you're ultimately trying to grow your list. So my question for you is, what is your end goal with this list? Your answer probably is, I I want to sell all my things to them. Great. But I promise you, you're eventually going to hit a wall where you've run out of stuff to sell to them. 
it's like this weird, you know, if I had to draw like a graph or, you know, the inverse react, inverse parabola, all these things. It's like as you're growing your list, you're going to be pulling in a ton and ton and ton of leads. And once you've really maximized your follow up, your offers, your funnels, you're going to squeeze every person that comes in from the front through your offer cyclers. And usually it's about a 30 to 90 day window of time. Most people segment out their list as 90 day plus or 90 day opens to 30 day opens as their best lists. Or people have bought something from them over the last 180 days or last 90 days. So what happens when your leads fall outside of these parameters? Meaning they've already seen everything you have to possibly offer. Um, They've stopped opening your emails because you've already sent them everything of your own. What's left? And I'm here to tell you there is always room for affiliates as long as you take the time to control the message. I had I just brought out a new client who is a wholesaler. He's a fix and flipper. He spends money on ads and is growing his list. And he said, Frank, I just don't really want people to I just I just really don't want to promote other affiliates to my list. I think it's just gonna create a lot of confusion. But he also did say, it's like, well, but if it's an Airbnb person or if it's tax overages or something that I don't necessarily teach or have any expertise on, then I'd be okay with saying, hey, this is not something that I'm good at or something that I focus on. But with what I teach, because he teaches people how to take down properties and potentially turn it into an Airbnb property as an exit strategy, then that would be a very good synergy with someone who does teach Airbnb. So there is opportunity, Right. But he did lead in with, I don't really want to bring offers to my list unless. So really ask yourself, where is the unless? What is the opportunity that you are okay with? If it's only a very small network of people, that's fine. That's the whole purpose of mapping out your 30 days is to figure out, okay, there's 12 months in a year. I'm trying to do one cross promotion. That's 12 cross promos, or we can even restrict it down to six cross promos or three cross promos, whatever it may be. Again, that's the whole purpose of mapping things out and figuring out how you're going to fill in the remaining weeks with internal offers, special promotions, special offers, special one-time offers. And again, you can do all your internal stuff and it gives you plenty of time to think ahead, right? Um, What's really, really cool, again, about mapping out your 30s, what you're going to notice is that it's going to free up a lot of bandwidth and it's going to allow your team to start planning ahead and focus on additional revenue driving opportunities instead of constantly playing catch up week to week and then having to make decisions on the fly, which rarely turns out well. Remember, my question in the beginning is, what are we doing to optimize each week? If you're scrambling on a 7 to 14 day rotation, meaning you're doing your team meetings on Monday and you're asking your team, what do we got going on this week? What do we got going on next week? You're really doing your team a disservice versus going into your monthly meeting and being like, what do we got planned out for the next 30 days? Then on the next follow-up meeting is, where are we in terms of the execution of these 30 days while you're already fulfilling? Like I said before, week one content, week two internal offer, week three content hybrid into a external promotion. Whatever that may look like allows you to pre-schedule emails, pre-test, split test landing pages, allow you to do a lot more than just scrambling. 
Once these 30 days are mapped out, it gives your team the opportunity to think about the next 30 days. And I've, I've, if you've been keeping up with my podcast, I always have this 30, 60, 90 day plan that I follow. And it is the 31st of days is the most important. And it's all about building that consistency. Okay. Because once your team knows when promotions are, get into that same rhythm. They can start putting in the work to create the campaigns in advance, implement your templates, test the offers in advance, optimize the follow-up, and even map out your customer journey or just put that extra bit of attention that you wouldn't otherwise be able to if you're like, I got a promotion next week, we got to do all of these things, so many moving parts, which prevents you from doing a lot of the things I just mentioned, right? So by doing this well in advance, you're really going to really... Increase your chances of making the most of every 30 days. That means getting the most clicks on your emails, getting the most people to your uh, your promotions, your content, and really understanding how to pull the levers each month well in advance so you know exactly which levers to pull again the next 30 days and what you need to substitute out. Otherwise, you're going to be on this constant uh, hamster wheel Every two weeks, what are we doing this week? What are we doing next week? And then next week, what are we doing this week? Where are we next week? Break that cycle. Connect with your team. Challenge them to start thinking 30 days in advance. Start sending tentative dates. Share a calendar with your team. Start putting these placeholders there and start holding your team and holding yourself accountable to make sure you follow through with these 30 days. Okay, And typically what you should be doing is within the first two weeks of this execution, you should already be planning for the next 30 days. Then following the next 30 days, and what you're going to notice is, is once your team gets comfortable and consistent, they are going to start bringing you ideas on ways to maximize the calendar, bringing you, making these team meetings a lot more efficient and profitable. Again, you are the leader of your list. If you're always constantly scrambling, your team is constantly going to be scrambling. So really get into the mindset of planning ahead. Um, I have other episodes where we talk about scheduling and forecasting, and that's going to give you a little bit more details into mapping out you know, how to organize this information, how to follow up with certain affiliates. But this is more about you and managing your own team and expectations with a 30-day cal- promotion calendar. Now, again, this is going to be how you're going to optimize your content weeks, internal promotions, and external promotions. It's a very simple thing to implement. You just got to start. Okay, so hopefully this uh, podcast was helpful for helpful for you today. I hope you are able to take this information and immediately apply it into your business. If you need any help with this, feel free to reach out to us. You can go to the affiliateincubator.com forward slash podcast. It'll give you an opportunity to check out all of our other episodes. We're gonna have some other resources in there. And if you want to take it a step further with the affiliate incubator, get on a call with me. Help. You know, have me audit your account, go through your affiliate programs, you know, understand where your calendar is, how to help build some structure into your business. That's what we're here to do. So feel free to check out the affiliateincubator.com forward slash podcast to get connected with us. And that's all I got for you guys today. I hope this was really great. I know that we have our next one. I think that should be episode 10 is going to be a huge one. I can't wait to share that with you as well. If you're running webinars and you're thinking about you know ways to improve your conversions, is live better, is automated better, that's what we're going to be covering next. I can't wait to bring that to you. So Until then, this is Frank Chen, your host. 
Remember to subscribe to our podcast. Check out our social channels. We're really building out our YouTube, our Instagram stories, our Facebook, and even LinkedIn. We're dabbling on the TikTok side of things. Still one of my challenges, but I know just getting you guys content out there is the most important thing right now. So I hope you guys are finding everything that we're releasing valuable. If there's anything specific that you guys would like to learn about or have questions, feel free to comment on any of these social channels. I have my team paying a close eye to all of the comments comments and we just want to make sure we're serving you guys the best we can when it comes to affiliate marketing um, and affiliate marketing for real estate investors. So with that, enjoy the rest of your day. I look forward to talking to you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.